Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host Scott and back with me again is my good friend and co-host Dan. And we've had a little rest, reset and managed to catch the flu as always is the case when you stop for a second. But we are now ready and raring to go into our fourth year of existence. Yeah, four years. It's flown by. Has it flown by for you? I feel as It feels like it has for me. Last year was a blink. Yeah, honestly, it went by so fast. I mean, we're both very much looking forward to what this new year will bring. Like we said on our last video at the end of last year, we've got big plans for 2023 and can't wait for all of you guys watching and listening to also be a part of it. Yes, absolutely. So on our very first episode of this podcast for 2023, we thought the best thing to do was look forward to the whole year as a whole and preview British swimming and world swimming and what kind of status it is in and going to be in with probably a few bold predictions littered throughout this podcast, as always is the case with propulsion swimming. Now, Dan, before we get into looking ahead and predicting the next year of swimming, I thought we could have a little review of propulsion swimming for 2022 because we said it went by in a blink, but it was a massive, massive year for us. Um, We could very easily take a look at what the numbers of subscribers, followers or views are on YouTube or Instagram. But while those numbers have increased dramatically over the last 12 months, actually none of our goals we set ourselves here at Propulsion Swimming are really based around figures. So instead, um, why don't we have a look back at what we've achieved actually as a channel and I'm going to kick things off with the podcast last year, we managed to get on the most successful GB Olympic swimmer in Duncan Scott. That was great, right? a mighty good episode and he's a very nice man to speak to yeah no I, I, the one thing i remember from that is that because um, that was back in the day where we were kind of questioning like oh is distance swimming good is it fun is it needed type that, that's the mentality we <laughs> he had told right? you off <laughs> and he he, he he called me out and i was like well okay fair play um and actually <laughs> we've almost flipped our mind around saying actually distance swimming is actually really exciting i don't know if mm. duncan has helped that in some sort of way we saw him cheering on dan whiffin at um at edinburgh yep. for the winter nationals that was big obviously um that was a fantastic episode that is it's one of my favorites and he's such a great person such dry humor which i can relate to quite well i feel um i, I another big thing which, where i wasn't actually involved was we covered the three major meets because I was on holiday and we were doing recap videos. I thought that worked really, really well. <laughs> we, we. It's quite funny when you say <laughs> we. Um, yeah, somehow we managed to cover Worlds, we managed to cover Commonwealth Games and European Championships with a nightly video, recap mm. posts, uh, and that nightly video was a good like five, six minutes long, while yeah. I'm holding down a nine-to-five job Yeah, at the same pretty time. Good going to somehow yeah. managed to do that admittedly the long form videos on youtube have paused since then while i've got some energy back um that took a lot we obviously spoke to a lot of the swimmers it took a lot out of them that took a hell of a lot out of me but we learned a lot especially moving forwards with worlds this year and then the year after that is olympics yep we've um we learned some massive lessons to that and i i think i'm really glad that we we managed to cover the sport in that way in a kind of a yes. fast-paced recap video way even without being able to get our hands on the footage which i know people still mm. comment on the videos just like where's where's the clips of these actual races i'd love to have them 100 yeah. percent would love to have them but actually something i'm really proud of as well last year was that we were at poolside for our first competition uh, yes we've, we've been doing this for three straight years we have been in our bedrooms for most of the time like we did on a 
like we said on our Q&A video. We've been mm. putting things together on here. And we actually got the experience of going poolside at the London Aquatic Centre to see Sprint with the Stars in person and capture that raw poolside experience. And just, just being able to share that raw footage is something that swimming's missing in this country. Oh, no, I completely agree. And it wasn't just Sprint with the Stars as well. It was obviously with the Speedo uh, sponsorship as well that we managed to get for our podcast series. We'd be on, on poolside in Swansea, in Edinburgh, and in um, Ponds Forge, while in Sheffield. It's it's different. It's, it's so much different being poolside than it is looking through a screen, screen like we said on the Q&A. Mm. Um, the, the feeling of the atmosphere being on poolside and then having coaches, summers come up to us saying that we're doing a good job or we get to cheer them on, on poolside, you mm. know, to see summers doing amazing swims at Ponds Forge or Swansea or wherever it was. It's, it makes a big difference and it's a big aim of ours to be on poolside at as many meets as that we can be available for you know job permitting obviously and time permitting but um yeah, that is that is permitting. yeah that is that is the, the ultimate aim really to try and be on poolside as much as possible to get this raw footage which i don't think anyone else is really doing and i think we, we should try and push that as long as like we say the jobs and the time is um allowing yeah 100 percent. i think it's it's very much a case of like swimming can be watched on a live stream but you just mm. don't get the emotion that is involved in swimming by seeing that mm. and putting it like, I'm going to be honest, the biggest thing last year with, with my change of mentality in swimming and what we are doing as a whole came on our conversation with John Bailey, who's now leading growing the, the sport, the way growing yeah. the sport. And he's now leading the way that FINA are kind of the direction they're heading in with social media and coverage. I was a massive campaigner for getting swimming on TV. And I thought, that's the answer. Mm. Let's get it on BBC. I don't want it anywhere near television now. I want people in the stands, actually there, actually on poolside, experiencing it, seeing yep. what it's like to be at a swim meet. Because Birmingham 2022, the atmosphere on that poolside, all the swimmers said yeah. that was the best they've ever felt. And if we can showcase meets through short form content, through capturing shots like we have at Winter Nationals, like we have at Sprint with the Stars, mm. where it is close, you can see the personal connection to the actual race itself. You can really feel the emotion more than a live stream. And it gets people poolside and paying for tickets. That, for me, is the direction swimming should be heading in. It, it really doesn't need to be on TV. I don't think that's the answer. No, selling tickets is the ultimate sort of aim to get people involved in swimming a little bit more. If film, if if swimming was going to be videoed, you'd want it to be almost like match of the day type style. You see, like the quick highlights. That's that's mm. what I think people tune in more. They're not going to watch a ninety-minute football match, and not you're not going to watch a two-hour swim session. You're not going to say that long because mm. you just want to watch the goals or you just want to watch your two minute segment of swimming that's pretty much what you want right and of course the short form format is the best way of doing that rather than trying to cut up little tiny bits of a two-hour session it makes a world of a difference and so that's the aim to try and be poolside to be as close to the action as possible because you saw that you saw the reactions that we got there was a brilliant reaction of what we got in swansea of one swimmer who was in lane eight and he obviously got a great <laughs> time a for his time and so it looked, quick camera change and it was just incredible and um, and stuff like at Ponds Forge when you got the shot of the, the girl dancing behind the block, stuff like that, you would never see that on telly, would you? And it's this kind, those no. kind of shots that actually, I think, sell swimming a little bit more. So hopefully that will continue. So Dan, out of everything we did last year, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, was man. there anything 
that was your favourite and potentially you want to do again moving forward? Uh, in terms of me, I suppose being on the camera doing a stroke analysis, that, that was, it was my first stroke analysis on the channel and we did, or I did one of uh, David Popovich's freestyle. I kind of want to do that again, but not just for mm -hmm. freestyle. It'll be for, let's say, Dressel's Fly or Milak's Fly or Sarah Sosham's Front Crawl or something like that. Um, or maybe actually Schoonmaker, how we pronounce that name, which I'm going to have to get right, her breaststroke, because it's a very, <laughs> it's not the standard breaststroke that you kind of see. It's not textbook, is it? So I'd kind of love to break that down and do more race reviews, basically, try and get more more content out there of showing or showcasing the best swimmers on the planet. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for me, it's we've just discussed all of it, being poolside, actually <laughs> capturing, yeah. capturing that stuff is, I don't know, it's why I picked up a camera in the first place. It's no, like... Mm. At no point when we started this journey did I think that was the direction we were going to head down. I thought, tutorials, this is the way to grow a YouTube channel. I, it's not about growing a channel anymore for me. It's about loving the sport. That's that's what it is, and capturing the sport. That's it. That's literally well, I, it. It's not I, about growing just, a channel. Yeah, it's not growing the channel. It's growing the sport. I'd love yeah. the fact that swimming is as big as it can be. I mean, we've just, you know, I'm a darts fan and darts is big over Christmas. And you just see how much publicity it gets. If we can get, not to that sort of level, that'd be incredible. But, you know, to that sort of atmospheric level, that would be incredible. Mm. Okay, Dan, that rounds up 2022. But let's shift gears slightly and look forward to 2023. Now, it's not going to be as hectic as last year because there isn't three major competitions, thank God. Yeah. There is just God. the one in World Championships, which are in Japan, which is going to have some ramifications for British women, but we'll get to that later on. There are mm. other meets in this country that we are going to cover extensively, and I'm just going to list them through for now, which is yep. Bucks, which I believe is February sort of time. February, mid-February, yep. Yeah. So obviously last year, Medi Harris broke out at Bucks, so strong swims there, always in Sheffield. You've got the Arena League final, which me and Dan, Arena League was one of our favourite well, back when we were swimming, it was Speedo League. It was very much one of our favorite competitions, team competition. The final for that is in Cardiff in March. We are trying to get poolside for that one, but yep. that very much depends on Dan's wedding and how things are going in the lead up to that. There is the <laughs> Edinburgh International also in March, which is the... Is it the last? It's the last big open meet really before British Champs. It is where all of the British swimming squad are going to be heading up to, I believe. Yeah, to try and get themselves ready for champs, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then we've got British champs, which are taking place again in Sheffield. A brilliant pool for them to be taking place. Then we've got mm -hmm. the summer meets of the Mare Nostrum series. You've got the AP International for the first time happening at the London Aquatic Centre. And while, yes, we are good friends with the AP family, they're not sponsoring me to say this. Get your tickets now. Just do mm -hmm. it. Because heats, I believe, are a pound, two pounds to see a heat swim. If you really want to spend some money and really get poolside, there are poolside tickets as well. So you can literally be where, think Sprint with the Stars footage that we created. You're there. That's where we were sat. You can yeah, get well, that sort of view for the racing. Yeah, well, I mean, when you say close, I mean, it's literally like three meters away from the water. I mean, you're very much you're able to dive in it if you jump. That's how close <laughs> you are. You'll get splashed. So, yeah, you'll get splashed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be a great meet. Some of the best swimmers in the country are going to be there. So definitely get your tickets if you're interested, of course. Yeah, not sponsored, 
promise you that is not no. a sponsored plug. Um, then later on in the year, you've got the three kind of, I'd call them the, the three big competitions. There's European juniors, which we always try and highlight the best of junior swimming and British swimming. There are the Para Worlds in Manchester, another high quality meet that is happening on home soil this year. And then there is obviously world championships happening in Fukuoka in Japan. Yep. I'm glad you got that pronunciation right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, with all of those competitions, what I thought we'd do on this podcast is name the British swimmers we are looking forward to over the next 12 months. And there's obviously the big name stars. Yep. But I'm going to ask you to pick out some breakout swimmers that you're looking forward to. Some breakout swimmers. I think because we've had a few retirees, there's a, a chance for other swimmers to come through and break out. And I'm talking about, let's say you've had, you've had Molly Renshaw retire, you've had Sarah Vasey retire, which means there's a bit of a gap in the breaststroke field on the women's side. So I'm really looking forward to see what Lily Booker does. And she's not just a strong breaststroker, she's actually a really strong IM swimmer as well. And I know you've got mm. Freya Colbert, who's still who's there, and Casey Shanahan, who's coming through on the IM front. So we've actually got very strong IM swimmers coming through. But I think this might be Lily Booker's year on the breaststroke front, especially that 200. She's got a very nice, smooth stroke. So I'm hoping that she makes her way through the ranks and actually is on a international team soon, hopefully this year. So for me, Dan, I have two names that I've circled and I am paying very close attention to this year. So we know very much that the 4x2 heading into Paris is going to be GB's or one of GB's strongest gold medal hopes. And one guy who I think is making a solid run to be part of that team is Jack McMillan up in Stirling. He's obviously mm. now training partner to Duncan Scott. At the Scottish Winter Nationals, he finished a very close second to the um the gold medal returning to form matt richards he also looks very impressive after his move to millfield but um for me i think i think jack has a really do you know what it's it's really hard for me at this moment in time to tell you who would be the two guys swimming the into the individual so it's very easy to go duncan scott tom dean but actually jack mcmillan this winter has swam very very well and if he wants to be part of that paris relay squad this is, could well be the summer for him to lay a marker down. I am going to agree with you that he's got a great chance of being on the relay team. I, I mean, I, I think it's almost half guaranteed that he makes the top sort of six. I think they take the extra two for the heats, I would say. So I think he's yeah. on the team on, on that respect. Um, I think he's got a great chance of being top four, which obviously would be his main aim. To be getting an individual event, uh, race for the 200 free to get ahead of Dun Duncan and Tom... That's that's tough. I mean, you, I think those boys are getting cl close to like 143 standards. That's why I think they could be going at Worlds or Paris. You do also have Matt Richards returning to some very incredible form. Um, yeah. Actually, I think Jimmy Guy won the 200 free over in Rotterdam earlier on, or at the back end mm. of 2022. He beat Tom Dean. So, yeah, I, just every champ. So I always look forward to the 200 freestyle. I'm... yeah. I'm quietly kind of penciling it in my calendar to try and be in Sheffield on that day. Um, yeah. I'm very much watching it. But the other name for me who broke out last year, and I think she's going to shoot into stardom this year, is Freya Colbert. With the opening that there is in the 400 IM, of which mm. it's an open door for Freya Colbert to qualify and swim well in, the 200 free, the 400 free, we saw what Dave Hemmings has done for Abbey Wood. I think he's very much doing the same for Freya Colbert right now. 
Yeah, she's one of those swimmers that she could, that could go even higher. She can go to mm. five uh, hundred. She could even go to eight hundred potentially as well. So you've got the the two four and eight, and then I think she'll stick four at the four. IM. For me, she I sticks think, at the four. Yeah, I agree. I think the four hundred is her distance, and there in terms of British swimming, there there are open doors for her at the moment. The four hundred IM, the four hundred free. I mean, she's probably the first pick on both. Casey Shanahan might have a say on the 400 iron, maybe. But um, definitely she's one to look out for uh, and one that I think, I suppose she has already broken out, being a medalist, obviously, which we've already spoken about briefly on, a, on the podcast. She will, I think, continue. I think she'll continue mm. with this medal hunt. I know world is a different level because you then have the Americans and the Chinese and Aussies come in. So meddling might be quite difficult. But if she can final against those girls and race them and gain that experience, then... Only bodes well for Paris, I think. And then for relays as well, of course. Now, while we're talking relays, I actually think there's a really strong group of swimmers coming through on the 100 backstroke for men's. So Mm. previously, it kind of has been a little bit of a weaker link for British swimming. That that 100 backstroke at the start of a 4x1 medley relay. Luke Greenbank is very much a 200 meter backstroker. He is world class. And yes, he is the best we have in this country at 100 backstroke. But he's not Ryan Murphy. And it always has been a little bit of a sticking point for this relay. And coming through right now is the likes of Jonathan Adam, Johnny Marshall, um, Matthew Ward at Kelly. He's still very young, but there are some 18, 19 year olds who maybe this is the year we start seeing times drop and, and build a bit of confidence leading into the Paris trials. I think it's actually quite a, an open event all of a sudden. I know Luke and probably Brody actually are the top two, but actually when you... Joe Litchfield? The, the, Joe Litchfield, yeah. The, the names that you've mentioned, though, the ones that could potentially break through, the fact that they are then bringing the competition to the guys already at the top will hopefully mm. push them on further as well. So overall, I just think it's a, it's a brilliant sort of situation to be in. The more people competing for those two spots or whatever yeah. only brings out better performances, you know? Yeah, if I remember, European Juniors last year, I think you're allowed like four guys in the heats, two guys in the semifinals, mm, as it is like at like European seniors. So British Swimming took four guys for the 100 back, and all four of them would have qualified for the semifinals mm. and, and I believe the final as well, had they all been allowed to go through. So there is really that young core of 100 backstrokers coming through that I am very much looking forward to. Dan, any yeah. other swimmers from you or from your end that you are looking forward to in 2023? I mean, there is quite a few, but I'm going to go with the one that I think will really break up massively, I think, from this year. And that's Kiana McInnes. She did go to Europeans and Commonwealth Games last year. But I think this year, with the chance of representing GB at the World Championships, I do think she will qualify for that in the 200-meter fly. You've got Laura Stevens, Alice Thomas has now retired, and I think Kiana will then take that second spot or top spot, depending how well she does. I think she's got all of the elements to be able to be a world-class 200 flyer, and I'm really excited to see how she does. Yeah, I I threw the 100 in there as well. I think that that one is a very open event. Um, Mm. I think we'll see where she's at in the first meet of the year that we said to look out for bucks she swam very well at bucks last year um let's see what she does in february this year yeah no i agree and then obviously she'll be racing at edinburgh as well and then that's also a good gauge for then what she will do at champs and obviously ponds forge is a pretty fast pool so that's where she's going to be at her best i imagine and if mm. she is she gets onto her team then that's a valuable experience that she's going to get with uh, olympics effectively a year out after champs is over 
Okay, Dan, so the bigger question then, how do we think British swimming is going to perform at Worlds this summer, with it being the only major competition? Obviously, we're still six, seven months out from this competition. This is some very early predictions. But how, do you, how do you think the squad could perform on the other side of the world in Japan? Yeah, I mean, we're very much guessing how well they're going to do. <laughs> we, need a, we need a magic eight ball, don't we? <laughs> um, it's an interesting one because... Obviously, Paris is the main aim, and that's a year out, isn't it? So, of course, they don't want to be swimming as fast as possible at Worlds because they then want to put all of their effort into Paris, of course. Mm. So they might use Worlds as almost like a, I don't know, a trial run to see if the block that they've been doing has worked, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm not really it's a, it's expecting a weird... amazing times. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, quite a weird one, this one. Yeah, I... Actually, going into this podcast and looking through our notes, I've written down that it's it's a dan- it could be dangerously quiet for British swimming, and by that mm. I mean the Americans and Australians are always going to go big for it, and being worlds, they always perform well. British swimming, for me, never actually target worlds. I actually think we always target olympics so you could see the likes of Frey anderson Freya colbert abby woods katie shanahan kathleen Dawsonback, Medi harris you mm. could see them having quite a quiet summer it's going to be a three-year olympic cycle i can see the squad mm. almost not saying it's irrelevant but i can see them taking a smaller squad i can see them not really focusing too much on medals with the exceptions of your Adam Peaty, who's going to want to show his back. Ben Proud is always going to swim well. I can yeah. see star names being star names, but maybe not too many breaking out. Like, add, like maybe no new medals. Does that make sense? It's a difficult one because the, the qualifying time is actually quite difficult to hit. So I'm not sure if British Swimming have done that on purpose a little bit. I'm not, I, I don't know, because they then want to take mm. a smaller squad you know but then if you take a smaller squad then what would then be the major meet for the top summers that don't make it to worlds i suppose it then be nationals i guess so Men it's, it's, um, it's uh, i suppose so but you yeah i don't know it's a difficult one it's a really difficult one i mean the three-year cycle has thrown everyone out obviously but that obviously affects everyone it's a really difficult one i I'm, well, mm. we're, we're, getting, we're guessing, obviously, but I'm very much on the fence of how well we do. I'd, I'd love us to do amazing, obviously, and have loads of breakout summers going and attending the Worlds, but I'm not quite sure if we want to take a big team. Not, I'm not sure. Not mm. sure. With it being British women, I'm going to say the focus will be on high-performing relays and everything else is a bonus. I mean, possibly. I mean, your superstars will do well, obviously, your Adams, your Duncans, your Toms. Um, and then the relays, are, I think that relays are now a big factor when it comes to British swimming. The fact that we're doing so well and actually beating the big guns in America, Australia. You, so, you can see that in the funding announcement, kind of who got the, yeah. the elite funding. A lot of them were relay swimmers. Without, without yeah. being rude, a lot of them are going to be key cogs in relays and they got the highest funding. Yeah, and again, it's it's a keep the longevity up in those summers because we want our relays to continue to perform obviously don't we so yeah it's gonna be an interesting one not sure how it's gonna go but um hopefully lots of people hit the qualification time and then give british swimming no choice but to take them you know but they are hard times to hit they are hard times this year 
Okay, let's move on then to the international scene. So which swimmers are we looking forward to next year? Loads. <laughs> where, should we, where should we start? Um, should we start with the female swimmers? There's, 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 I've got a handful of female swimmers I really want to see. I think Tori Huster's getting better and better every year. Her 100 fly, I know you don't really like her tactic of going out too strong and then fading off towards the end. Oh, I really like it. She really does attack the race. <laughs> it's brave on a 100 fly, definitely. But I think because of that tactic, she has a, a small chance of getting that world record on a 100 fly. So I'd watch out for her. Um other names, I mean, you've got the, the classic Ledecky, Titmus, and McIntosh like, showdown in the 400 free, which is definitely the biggest race of the entire mm-hmm. year for the, next, for the next five years, potentially. That, that's a <laughs> huge race every time that they, they meet. Malu Callahan, throw her in in every sprint event at the moment. And then Ruta Melatite was the other name that I'd written down mm. because she broke a world record in the 50 breaststroke short course. Um, and she is just, I don't know what she, what she's done, but she's come back and all cylinders are firing. Every time she gets in the mm. pool, the reactions aren't quite as quick as what they were back in 2012, admittedly, but she's oh, still, still good. She's still the fastest off the block. Absolutely. Without question. And because of that, she then gets into the fronts and the stroke rate is so high. Um, I thought Pilato would be the one to watch for the next however many years, but oh. actually Root has come back and, I don't know, overtaking her a little bit. So watch out for her. And it's not just the 50, it's the 100 as well. Is there a chance she gets the world record then? In either of them? For those? the 100. For the 50, I think she's got a better chance in the 50 than the 100. The 100 breaststroke time for women is like 64 low or something ridiculous like that. Lily King. Um, pff, that's tough. That is a, that's a really quick time. The 50 breaststroke, I think she's got a chance. I really, I, mm. yeah, I think she's, I, yeah, <laughs> I think she could do it. Potentially, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that a yes, Dan? I'm going to go for a yeah. I'm going to I think she's going to do it. Okay then, on the I'll, I'll cover the male bases then. So right. you've obviously got the superstar in David Popovich. I'm really looking forward to mm. seeing what he does with just the one major competition last year. I know we said the Brits had a tough schedule. But this guy did worlds, he did European juniors, European seniors and then went over and did world juniors over in Peru. I think it was yeah. in Lima. Yeah. So he had a massive busy schedule, went completely undefeated in the 100 and 200 freestyle. I'm mm. really looking forward to seeing what he does in the 200, kind of with just a one major competition. I think a bit more rested, he could really fly. Um, the head-to-head between him and Chalmers is going to be really interesting in the 100 free. I think Chalmers is getting back to full fitness full force i think the yeah. short course swim at worlds was just mind-boggling how he beats <laughs> a field that world class by that far yep i hope dressel is back in the water this year but if he isn't i'm not going to be disappointed because i think there are some mental health things going on there i'd be very happy to see him take a break if if i'm perfectly honest i'd be over the moon if we don't see him again this year if that's I, his I, decision i'm fine with that I'm not so sure he's actually been in the water at all. So he's actually having a break, which is mm. obviously what he needed. There was a, so much stress and so much pressure put on him at Tokyo. The fact that, I know, he's being compared to yep. Phelps, which is mad madness anyway. Um, and the fact that he came away with five golds is just incredible. So he actually did perform mm. under all that pressure. And it's obviously got to him, I assume, I'm guessing, it's got, a, it's got to him mm. a little bit and he just needs a little bit of time away from the pool. If he needs a year out, he needs a year out. It's not a problem. Other names, I think world records will go from Milak. I think Leon Machard yeah. will 
get very close to the 400 <laughs> IM world record. Whether he actually gets it, I, my head still can't get around that. Mm. But he might. He really might. And then the star of the short course scene, Jordan Crooks. Now, yeah. the 53 star short course, his turn was outstanding. So whether he can translate that over to a 53 star long course, I don't know. I still think Ben Proud can get the better of him. But it's a new name. It's a very exciting new name in the sprinting scene to very much keep an eye on. And you'd know me, Dan. I love a 53 star. Yeah, I mean, his turn's just incredible. It's being compared to Dressel with the underwater work that he does. The fact that he uses, effectively, he uses more body undulation than Dressel does. And Dressel mm. uses a lot. Um, and it clearly works for him. I mean, Cayman Islands swimmer is absolutely incredible. So, yes, it depends whether he can take those underwaters from short course to the start of a 50-meter swim long course. But then you've got Ben Proud, who's actually, I still yeah, think, the second best starter ever. Ever, mm. I think behind Dressel. Um, so it depends what Jordan Crooks can do long course. Um, I, You say you can't get your head around the uh, world record for Liam Machard in the 400 IM. I still can't get my head around. I don't think I ever will until I see it. David Popovich and the 203 getting that world record. Uh, it just, the splits just don't work in my head. I just don't think <laughs> it's possible. Um, again, I'd love to see it. But um, I actually think Machard's got a great chance of getting that 400 IM mm. world record. If he can maintain that same, that breaststroke that he did split wise at worlds and then he can i don't know hold on on that front core i know phelps had a very strong front core at the end but if he can i don't know a little bit more conditioning i guess or that his turns are great so i, I don't know if he's yeah. just i don't he's just got to hold on that a little bit more a little bit more stamina endurance whatever it takes but i think he's going to be close if not guess it that's how i, I think he's going to do it <laughs> let's go bold predictions time then so okay. what world records are falling in 2023 stick uh, your neck out okay let's i'm just gonna do it let's stick with it let's go for the women first i think the 203 is really under threat for the women when you've got titmus okay i'm getting titmus titmus is gonna get it i think she's gonna get it and that's a really Pele tough pellegrini's record, record isn't it <laughs> yeah 52 152 or something like that so she's gonna have to go uh, sub 153 obviously um because okay. of the massive showdown of ledecky titmus and mcintosh i think the the 403 for the women is also going to go it went last year titmus got it i think one of those maybe titmus again gets that uh, i've already spoken oh, about Ruta in the 50 breaststroke well it could be I don't, she's getting better ever since her move so i it could be any one of them summer's getting better obviously as she gets older and gets more mature and the you know strength comes with the uh, the height and the frame whatever it could be her that breaks it i've already mm. spoken about the 50 breaststroke in router and i've already spoken about tori husk and 100 fly i think there's going to be four individual world records for the women this year this i'm not counting relays because i assume relays go quite regularly <laughs> all the time yeah <laughs> i mean there's some that 200 freestyle the women's side pellegrini yeah. swim for me is underrated as one of the best swims of all time oh definitely oh yeah gosh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That to go. that's a that's my boldest one i think the other three are not nailed on but have a better chance of breaking but the bold okay. one is the 203 definitely do you reckon the 200 breaststroke could go women's potentially side? yeah but I've, i haven't seen schoonmaker race for a while i knew she raced at commies but she didn't mm. actually i don't know Maybe, potentially. I mean, if she hits a PB, it's a world record. So you, you never know, do you? You never know. It's a long shot. Long shot. Yeah, yeah. Male side then, Dan. Come on, which one's on here? 
Oh, well, I've, I've stuck my neck out, but I'll do it again. Um, the men's 100 free. Is Popovich going to get a PB? I would say yes. I think he, he'll probably do it again by maybe the smallest of margins, 0.01, 0.02, you know, pretty much the same time, but he gets it. Um, I think the men's 50 backstroke, Hunter Armstrong, will do the same thing as what we did last year. Maybe Ryan Murphy has something to say about that, but Hunter Armstrong has pretty good 50 backstroke summer. Men's 100 fly and 200 fly. I think Milak will get the 200 fly again, but will he get Dressels? I'm going to go with yes. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to get both of them. Yeah, he's a fly I, monster. I was leaning along. I was leaning towards yes. I mean, we saw him come back at Dressel on that final 50 meters uh, when they race at Worlds. And if he can go out that slight bit faster and then come back that strong using his you know prowess and the 200 fly with that endurance and stamina, then I think the 100 fly world record also goes. He's only 0 0.1, 0 0.2 off it. I mm. think he gets that as well. I mean, the 200 fly is the most guaranteed world record to go, I would say. Would you agree? Mm. Yeah, I would. Out of 100%. all of them. Does he go sub 150, though? That's the question. I'll say he saves it for Paris. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I'd love just, to see just it any time. It's, it, it's not save it for Paris, sorry. I think the change in time zone traveling all the way to the other side of the world has a lot to do with it. We saw at Tokyo there weren't actually that fast time swum. So I reckon no. he saves it for Paris, which is in the same time zone as Hungary. It's like a home swim for him. I think that's where it happens personally but i still think he gets a world record this year i mean that's what the training box will be targeting obviously paris mm. so that's where you expect your your biggest times to be hit um i think maybe he gets it at both meets maybe he gets it at worlds and then he breaks it at paris again who knows but i think that's the one world record that's most guaranteed and most the most likely to hit any other bold ones you want to throw out there is it crazy to suggest the men's 1500 uh well, listen, if Paltrineri can do what he did last time and be three or four seconds ahead after 100 metres, then he's got always got a chance, hasn't he? Um, but that last 100 metre split is rapid. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm just thinking the strength of the field that is coming through now. Mm. And they are all going to go out Paltrineri speed after seeing what he's just done. <laughs> yeah, is, potentially. I, I've... <laughs> I just want some Yang's records off the books, really. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go. I don't think that's going to go. That's punchy. It, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. I think that's a, a fantasy one that for you that you want to hit, I think. But uh, that's a yeah. difficult one. How about the uh, men's 100 backstroke? Do you reckon check on will get it again? Get a PB? Or was his race near perfect? Yeah, I think it was near perfect. And it yeah, was, that's was that thinking. the one in Rome? That was the one in Rome, yeah. Yeah, so it's the Rome is a fast pool. Yeah. Yeah, the pool so is I, good. I, I would like when you look back at the men's hundred free, David Popovich, I would slightly argue careful of the pool he swam that world record in. Because mm. it is known to be a very, very fast pool. Yeah, my thinking with check on is that because I did a race review of that race. And it just looked like it was perfect from the word go. I mean, the start looks as best as it could be. The swim speed looks as good as it could be. Kept a hard body position the whole time. It was a flat finish, which I think is the best way to do it. Um, and that's the reason why he broke Murphy's record by 0.25, which was massive at the time. It is. It is. I would say Murphy has very much looked like he's coming back to the 
best form he's ever been in. So is there a chance he gets there? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see it. The shootout between those two is going to be incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd again love to see it. He's got the better reaction, so he's going to be in the lead, I would say, after the first 15, 25. I'll tell you what, so... pin, this, pin this here now. Pin this here for... 18 months time the world record in the 100 back goes at the relay of the 4x1 medley in paris <laughs> okay to who so, oh, i'm not predicting that bit oh <laughs> i don't want to be that bold. I, just, I think it goes then okay i, I tell you yeah, what I'm... it will go to murphy then oh blimey that's difficult i i just it's a, i think there's a chance of them getting the world record, but I just think that swim that Chekhov did was so close to being perfect that it's going to take something, not a miracle, but it's going to take something very, very special to break it. Um, mm. That's that's all I've got for it. And the the, <laughs> the medley relay is always a special race, especially at the Olympics, isn't it? So maybe it's done then. I, I think America might even need him to go that fast, given how well Italy are swimming right now. Yeah, I know. Crazy. They're doing very, very well. Okay, Dan, that just about rounds up our 2023 swimming preview. Hopefully it turns out to be another brilliant year for British swimming and propulsion swimming as a whole. We'll be back next week with a recently retired British swimmer who's got one hell of a story to tell. Mm. I'm really looking forward to sharing that with everyone. But until then, Dan, we will see everyone in seven days' time. Yeah, thanks for watching and listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.